light of my life. Tiger shark. A what? You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. You were fucking dumb. Yeah. Fuck you too. Boring conversation anyway. This is how I want to start this. I actually have a question for you. Okay. Do you think this is more of a love letter or a spoof take on espionage slash spy movies? Absolutely a love letter. Um, I've read a decent amount about this, and the director, Matthew Vaughn, is a huge spy movie fan. So he grew up loving the James Bond movies. He kind of comes from an an era of growing up watching those and he's like commented that that was the idea of this is to do what Spielberg did with Raiders of the Lost Ark so it's to take a genre that people know and love espionage but to enhance it and modernize it and to make it fun so I really don't think there was any Anything that maybe comes across as a spoof is them having it also be kind of a funny movie. Yeah. So I, I don't think I don't think there's much spoofing there. There's definitely homage and hints and like I think it takes jabs at hmm. like espionage films and how mm-hmm. strict they were. And like it even says it in the movie. Yeah. There's like that one scene when um, Harry is meeting with Valentine and he's they're talking about the old spy movies and he's like, I think they're a little too strict now. Mm. Um, and I think it's just in the writing of too what serious. Matt, serious, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, with what Matt Vaughn does because like, yeah. you know, like it's, it's flipped around, right? You have your non-traditional villain is like this American mm-hmm. person, which I feel like it's never really... It's usually always like a a British a, actor, a British actor, or just like a um, or someone Russian who has like or... an accent, almost like a wet, uh, yeah, a Eastern European mm-hmm. accent or something. Someone who's against the Allies, right? For it's sure, never someone within the Allies who is um, what seems to be mm-hmm. the villain. Um, <clears throat> and then just like that whole that one scene too is like. He brings them over for dinner and like it's McDonald's. So yeah. Like, I feel like there's some part of it that kind of. I think they take liberties and, and have fun with it, yeah. but I don't think they're making fun of the spy genre. I think they're taking the cliches of it mm-hmm. and just having fun with it and pointing it out. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah. I like, mean, I'm not saying it's, it's a hun, like a hundred percent a spoof. I would say that it, you yeah, can tell that little, he's sure. he, yeah they're they're throwing jabs. It's pretty at, meta. Like, yeah, like it is very the meta. Eggsy's drink order is um, it's like the opposite of what Bond gets, right? It was it was kind of yeah it was like a it's a I think he said it's a gin martini um, stirred while glancing at an unopened bottle of vermouth. Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous, yeah. but it's but it's funny, right? Like it's not shaken. <clears throat> yeah, and and also. Like, doesn't Bond get, like, vodka teenies? It's a vodka martini shake and not stirred. Mm -hmm. And, like, everyone knows that. Yeah. But there's some cool things they did that are inspiration from the old spy movies. And I would say, for the most part, the Bond movies, specifically the the set designs. Yeah. There's this guy who did the Bond movies. His name's Ken Adams. 
and he's pretty popular among uh, set designers just because of how innovative he was. And he he did all the villain layers and just all that all that cool stuff mm-hmm. when you watch those movies, and you can really see like the inspiration from that in this movie, especially in the mountain layer at the yeah. end of the movie with the the concrete cells in the rocks yeah yeah it felt like it's like industrious but it felt like a video game level like a golden eye like you're running through golden eye kind of yeah for from n64 right i like that so so there's stuff like that there's like you said the villain who's he all the bond villains have are quirky and have something Mm -hmm. so valentine samuel jackson he's got a lisp Mm-hmm. He's very colorful. Yeah. Uh, and then Gazelle, the henchman, has quirk to them, right? Because mm-hmm. like she has a disability that but they she, turn into to weapons. You know, yeah. Yeah. So in like James Bond, you get Odd Job, who's the he's the big guy in Goldfinger who throws his hat that has I don't know like steel in it. And, and then, then you have like Jaws. Jaws, who has the like the teeth. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a little bit of a jabbing towards it, but mm-hmm. like, you're right. It's just more modernized, but also this has the comedy label on it. Mm-hmm. It's not just a serious, you know, and I, another spy th- movie. Yeah. And I like that they didn't make it a serious spy movie. They could have, but it wouldn't work as well. Cause just throughout the whole movie, there's a theme. There's, a style to how they film it. Yeah. It, it's, it's filmed very uniquely and unorthodox and we can get more into this later, but no, I mean, when you get to the fight scenes, it's right? just wild. Like it's, I, you don't you, see anything else like it. It's like, it reminds me of how our boy Leachman does it. David yeah, Leach. it's pretty similar, but I think this takes it to more of an extreme. Yeah. And most of them are one, like most of the fights that go on too in those those one-offs like or in, in in any of those fight scenes that are long. They're like long takes too. It's not mm-hmm. just like cut back and then they're meshing stuff together. Like it's it's long. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell. It's choreographed. Yeah, for sure. Which is which is fun and it's also that like close to the close to the weapon following the weapon around or following the point of contact where it's going like what, where the next part is coming. Like if there's a weapon coming where someone's blocking something and it's just, it feels like comic booky and you can yeah. I feel like that's what they, they, they brought that sort of like level of editing and the way they wanted to go about this more comic booky than how it was with, I don't think that we said that Atomic Blonde was like that. Or no, it the followed, only it followed weapons, but it wasn't like comic booky as. Bullet no, Train it was. didn't feel. It didn't feel like a comic book. The only thing I think we said about Atomic Blonde is the contrast yeah. kind of matched the comic book because that was black and white. So this movie was also a comic book, mm-hmm. and it was made I think in 2012, so two ish years before the movie came out. So it's a new one. There's like some minor differences. Yeah. Um, I think in the movie, Henry Hart, he's Eggsy's father's co-worker, basically, colleague. But in the book, he's his uncle. 
Okay. And then there was like a few more differences. Yeah, I saw something where it was like the name was different. Like Eggsy's name was oh, different. It was like something London. Like Gary London. Gary London. His yeah. name in this is Gary, like Uline or Ulin. But uh, he goes Unwin, by Eggsy. I think. Ewin. Ewin. So some, some minor changes. And I think they wanted to maybe make this movie set in the U.S. I think I read that the original comic book was supposed to be about the u.s secret service and it was supposed to be called like uncle sam i think yeah right and then they ended up making it about the british secret service so in in the comic is it the u.s no 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 it ended up they they was originally supposed to be i think u.s secret service and then they ended up making it um English secret service. Like honestly, though, this is more fun in an English setting. If, if you're trying to make a gentleman spy, it it has to be British. Because what's more aristocratic and gentlemanly than than the British? Like here, if Not you look Americans. at American spies, you have Jason Bourne and Ethan Hunt. American spies are more gritty and like militant. Militant, yeah, and they just like I feel like they go rogue. Like they they're yeah. more rogue. They they're they're not textbook. They kind mm. of play by their own rules. Whereas like I feel like British spies more have a set of a, a set of rules that they follow, mm-hmm. and it's and always they usually like, follow to a line. Yeah, it's like for queen and country. Like that's yeah. the whole. They have so much pride that it that's their that's their whole reasoning behind doing what they do. Yeah. So th- with that with those lines they have, they have more, more to follow and more rules almost. Mm -hmm. But with like the gentlemanly spy thing, obviously they have the, the tailoring and they like look good. And that's just part of it. That's part of being a gentleman spy and fitting into the world that they need to fit into to blend in and, and do their espionage. And with that, it just makes so much more sense for it to be British. Yeah, and like the style that they do it with too is, yeah. I guess, um, Matt Vaughn is like kind of a higher class like clothes person. Yeah, and so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't just like a a fluke that they ended up making this. Mm-hmm. Like he obviously had a a passion mm-hmm. for it. Seemed like um, the right guy to do it. Yeah, um, and I was in London for like six months when I went to school there. And I got to see one of the Kingsman shops because I think it's originally after like Huntsman. Huntsman, yeah. But I swear I have a picture in my phone where it says Kingsman and it was right around when the second movie came out. So they had like that orange suit. They may have had an overlay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they had the orange suit out in the front and I can show you the picture. Yeah, I want to see that. Um, And I took a picture of it, but I was like, damn, like, I don't know. The style is so good. Everything about them is so crisp. It's just like even for Bond, like at least the Bonds that I've watched, and I haven't gotten too deep into the older ones, but like the Kingsman just seems so much more crisp, proper, just like straight line to the textbook type of at least what we see of them and what they do on their missions type of like just down to the suits, down to the, you know, the room that they go with all the gadgets. Right. Like everything's in order. Everything's mm-hmm. lined up. Like. There's definitely an OCD itch that that scratches. And I love that. Yeah. But that's also, that's also such a big part of the appeal uniqueness of the Kingsmen as a secret organization. Cause they're not governmental. 
No. They're like private. So they almost need to follow their own. They need to create and follow their own guidelines. I think that helps with pretty much everything they do. Everything's strict and proper down to the clothing and their gadgets. They have cool gadgets, which I want to talk about later. It all makes sense with uh, the gentleman. Yes. You know, and what their attire is. So everything just fits really neatly. It fits like a suit. It's like, like a, three a bespoke suit. suit. This is also one of those like really graphic movies. Yeah. Like, this is probably one of the most graphic spy movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And I never really think about that when I think about this movie. It, they, I feel like they mask it well to where. But when it's violent, it's violent. It is. It definitely is. But I think it's masked by how it's kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. They, like the they comedy. Portray, yeah, I feel like they portray the violence pretty lightheartedly. Yeah. In that it's, at least for me, it's fun to watch. It's not gross. No, yeah, it's more of like, like I said, that high octane, like David Leach type of. Yeah, it's vibe. definitely more like, oh shit, rather than like, oh, like that's too far. Well, like people are getting cut in half and it's not, it's pretty cartoony. It's pretty comic booky. Yeah. I didn't you know. really realize that I was like thinking about how the movie was graphic that way. And then, and how it was also a comic book. And then I realized that Matt Vaughn did kick ass mm. and I was like, Oh, this makes sense. Now. Yeah. That's true. It's like the same thing. You feel, it just feels like, even though it's gory, it just feels like it's more comic book comedy mm-hmm. in some senses. Like, I mean, when Giselle is just like cutting people open with her knife feet, feet, legs, legs, whatever. I mean, like the, like the first scene, like she cuts a dude in half top down. (laughs) She cuts him in half hamburger style. No hot dog style. style. That dude is a glizzy on the floor. (laughs) Just at, and I mean like when he walks in, cause like you think it could start out the way that the movie starts. I honestly, when I watched it, I forgot about how, they do the whole fly in mm-hmm. and it's like it's Eggsy's dad. Yeah. And then he takes the nade for jumps the on the nade and it's crazy too. Um that like I don't kinda understand the beginning of the movie and how Eggsy's dad died and then that other dude was given the name Lancelot. So like was that they training? were in training. Is that what it's supposed yeah. to mean? They were in training. But and it's weird because I feel like they weren't putting them in training. I think they learned the from it. I They're feel like, like we can't put people in the field when we train them. Yeah, I feel like at least that's what, that's what I kind of got out of it. Yeah, because at the end, when they're after they go through their training, the final test was the dog thing, and after that, they go into a mission. But still, that's that's right after the dog thing. So it's basically like, yeah, but they go right into a mission because they need to. True. Like, I feel like they probably needed to with AZ's dad. That must have been something where they needed to get done. Where they're just hanging out of a helicopter. Yeah. Or if they were like, pretty cool intro. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that mission they were, they were thinking. It's good. It's easy enough for you to tag along because that was a fairly easy mission. Like 
Hen- just Harry Hart just missed it, right? Yeah. He missed the grenade that missed it. Then he, you know, the mom goes downhill quick. That's wild. That's crazy. Almost I looks mean, like a different actress. Yeah. They really, they really did her dirty there she, with that storyline. Yeah, I kind of feel feel bad for the mom, and that She's, that baby. That's not. Oh, it's tough. That's that's like the the new guy's baby. Obviously, it, it the must be right. Well, the dad yeah. died like when Eggsy was a kid, so yeah. it's not the dad's right. So no. now she's stuck with that, and Ugh. yeah, it sucks. But it also it gives Eggsy a cool backstory of he kind. That's just the product of his environment. But yeah. he's still a good guy on the inside, but he just kind of has turned to a little shit. I will say from the first time I watched this movie, the name Eggsy just would distract me. Mm. Like I know I'm used to it now, but I agree. Like I've never heard that before. I was just like, what? Like, I almost couldn't take him serious. Eggsy. That his name was Eggsy. Eggsy. Eggy. Egg boy. Egg boy. Mugsy. Yeah. I've never heard Eggsy before. Never. I don't know what and that I don't means. know where it comes from because his name's... His name's Gary. 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, that, it was distracting at first, and I honestly was like, I wish they didn't name him that because I wanted, like, when I first saw this movie, I was probably, like, 16 15 16 yeah and i was like oh cool like i want to be like that and i was like, like i don't want my name to be eggsy it's not like james bond pussy's name is eggsy but i think that kind of like is one of those differences where yeah you could give him a cool name like ethan hunt well they could just call bond. him gary gary's a shit name sorry to tell the gary's but for a <laughs> spy gary. i i don't know i think it ages well i think initially it's weird but i think I've watched this uh, quite a few times since it came out, and yeah. I just like that's Eggsy. Like he's you like spy cool movies, guy. bruv. I love spy movies and spy books. Well, I mean, his real name is Taron Egerton. So yeah, Elton John. Elton John. So and I real think quick, it's gonna be a long, long time. So this movie has sequels. Yeah, there's The Kingsman, The Golden Circle, which is the second one, which yes. was okay. I think they tried to do too much with it. There's just a lot going on. And spy movies also do this trope that I I really dislike where they're either the spy goes rogue or their their secret service implodes or gets d- destroyed. And Someone goes rogue, on takes the knock lists, and they have to go grab it. Yeah, or, or, or the spy organization's dead explodes. and there's just one agent. And I just, I'm so tired of it. So it was just exhausting to see that again. That and I just don't, I didn't care about the statesman. No. It's like, I want to explore this world of the Kingsman first. I feel like the statesman should, if anything, be shown in the third movie. Yeah, I feel that. And also they like, big part of this movie is Harry getting shot and killed. Like you, when you first see this, Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't know that's coming. And especially because Valentine is like, I don't kill people. And then he kills them. And it's like a massive part in the movie and uh, that's that's exit and they just like fucking they just like retcon it in the second yeah. movie which just sucks it, it makes watching the first movie not as dramatic yeah because you're like he just got shot in the head and then mm. all of a sudden the second one they're like oh but like the season showed up and we have this technology and... where if you get there in time mm-hmm. you can yeah yeah i think that's one of those things where 
he was just a beloved character and successful that but I would much would have rather you have made one Kingsman movie with that than mm-hmm. wreck on it. I agree. Movie. Like he's he's actually alive. I agree. And now he's like lesser of a person because he's mm-hmm. blind in one eye and he isn't good and he's mentally ill from mm-hmm. being and then like Eggsy doesn't trust him. And then there's just this whole circus where it's I don't know. It just it feels like I feel like they could have done more with seems like with a step back Eggsy and Roxy and. Yeah, Berlin Roxy just gets nailed in the beginning. Up. Like, I want to see l- the new era of Kingsmen yeah. and how cool they are. But no, they always try to go bigger, and it just, I don't know, it's just frustrating. Yeah. And I like the characters from the first movie, like you said, Roxy and Eggsy. So let's explore them mm. and Merlin. Let's not bring in like five new statesman characters that I don't know or just care like about. Just like star studded that we don't need. I, I just uh, didn't. Is just, Jeff Bridges in the second he's, one? Yeah, he's the head Kingsman statesman guy. And then there's Pedro Pascal and Channing Tatum. And I like all those guys. And Halle Berry. Right. Like they're just like yeah. really bringing people in. And that's when mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it's a cash grab when they're like, yeah, just trying to bring people in to watch, get people to go see it in theaters. And you're like, what are we actually doing here? Yeah. And I, I really feel like it took away from, it, it could have been bringing in a star studded cast is just feels like a cash grab when you go to the box office. And even though the first, like, the first uh, uh, first Kingsman is also star studded, but like it's also new. Yeah, so, I don't think you need to add a whole nother group of star studded cast. I want to see the cast. Like, let them cook. Yeah, I want to see what you created in the first movie grow and expand in the second movie. I don't want to hit the reset button. Yeah, and I just I don't think it I don't think it panned out. And then the third movie is a prequel, which I think was a cool idea, but I don't think it was. It wasn't great. I don't think it was executed well. Like Ralph Fiennes or Fiennes, however you say it, he was in it, and he's great. But everything else was just kind of mid. Yeah. Like the pacing was really weird. It felt really long, and it didn't feel like you were really going anywhere. There, like the stakes didn't seem super high. I didn't really care about the characters. I don't know. It just ah, it, it kind of sucks that since the first movie they haven't been very good. I think the yeah. first movie's really good. Yeah, it's one of those ones that honestly, if they, the I aren't. just would look at it and just keep it as like the it, they just yeah. kind of made that first movie and didn't go anywhere from there. Yeah. How do you like the idea that they do with the nicknames? Oh, the using the, the Knights of the Round Table. I think that's really cool. Yeah. It's a very British thing. Mm-hmm. Galahad, Lancelot. Merlin. Arthur. I mean, you see a lot of code names in movies, but that, like... Well, why hasn't that one been used? Yeah, no. seems like such a good one. It's cool, especially for British espionage. But mm-hmm. Bond kind of just takes that over. So there's 007. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. What, there isn't really much. It's, it's, he kind of takes it's over its the market. Thing. Yeah, he takes over the market for British espionage. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely its own thing. Where this is t- pulling names from their history, but I think I think it's cool. It's always cool because you always think of like, especially after <clears throat> you watch a movie that. It's fucking weird, like the Green Knight, and you learn a little bit about. Don't don't they have values? What are they called? Do you remember that the Knights of the Round Table mm. would follow? But like it'd be like chivalry, yeah, loyalty, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that kind of translates to the the gentleman convo. Yeah, you see, like my first introduction to 
the different knights of the round table was Monty Python's the Holy Grail. <laughs> so, so you get John Cleese as Lancelot, and he was going into a wedding and started killing everyone because he thought he was saving the the bride, but he's yeah. actually the the prince, <laughs> <laughs> and he just didn't want to get married, and he just killed a bunch of innocent people. And then Galahad's the one that goes to the the Anthrax castle with all the nuns. So that was my basis going into this. But apparently, I got some info on those guys. So in Arthurian legend, Sir Lancelot is the brave, and Galahad is the pure. So Eggsy, he doesn't earn the title of Lancelot. That goes to Roxy, because she is the one who went through with the final task of shooting her dog, which I guess makes you brave. So Mm -hmm. that's good to know. And then... Eggsy gets Galahad, which what that was his dad's. Was I don't his? think his dad got a name because he was in training still. Okay. Yeah, Eggsy's more pure of heart. He kind of demonstrates that throughout the movie, so that's why he earns the title of Galahad. I don't think it really, it's not like set out that way, assignment wise, but it's just how it works out. Yeah, for, like the story. But yeah, it's pretty. Um, it's pretty cool. That first Lancelot gets fucking slashed. So like said. so funny. Galahad There's, was Harry Hart. Yeah. Right. Okay. There are, I think the big part of comedy that comes from this movie is Samuel L. Jackson and how mm-hmm. his character is. Like the parts that I laugh at are him when they killed Lancelot in the beginning and he can't see blood. And then later he is shown talking to the U.S. president, who is mm-hmm. obviously at the time supposed to be Obama, and he like pulls up a picture and he's like, "You're telling me nobody in the CIA knows who this guy is?" And it's just like a stapled up version of this dude they cut in half, and his eyes are a different direction. I just thought it was very funny because I'm like, I, "No I, one's gonna know what that is." Right. <laughs> and I think it's, I think that speaks to how even though it is violent, they're having fun with it like it's not yeah it's yeah i don't know it's goofy it's not gross no and i mean like he shoots harry at one point i'm pretty sure and he's like oh fuck he's dead and because giselle's like yeah that tends to happen when you shoot somebody in the head (laughs) like it's just like it's just very Mm -hmm. that comedic gold is really good and I don't know. I don't think that anyone else could have done it well, but I did read that like Leo was up for the role. Um, Idris Alba was also maybe for Valentine. Of, yeah. And I think there was it just worked. one more. I, yeah. I don't, the casting just worked in this movie. I think it was Leo, Tom Cruise and Idris Alba just were considered like, for Valentine. Idris Elba would be scary. Yeah. And I don't think you want that. I think no, you want someone kind of funny. A little comedic. Cause like at the end, he's like, is this the part where you say some stupid pun? He's like, no, like you said, it's not this type of movie, bro. Mm-hmm. It's like, awesome. I think if those guys did a different, and that was pretty meta too. But like, I think if those guys did the Valentine character, they'd do it differently. It wouldn't be the same. No, you I know, mean, all I could think of the, the only thing that I could think of is Tom Cruise acting like he is in Tropic Thunder. That'd be so funny. Like that would be I would love close. That. But Leo think, would be a little too psycho. I, I think it would like, be I like Django. Think, yeah, I feel like he'd be like Candy. And Idris Elba would be terrifying. I heard. I hear they're doing a Les Grossman movie. Are they? I think so. That's gonna be great. 
That's like one of the all time, yeah. all time cameos. It's people just, like didn't realize it was no. Tom Cruise until the, after the credits, mm-hmm. which is so funny. I hadn't, I, when I watched it for, I was pretty young. I watched it for the first time. I had no idea. Yeah. And I was told, I was like, are you kidding me? It's so funny. As far as diabolical plans to take over the world and all the espionage movies you've seen before, how do you feel about this one? I feel like it's on par. I feel like it's very, it's very familiar in that you take the people you want to keep and get rid of the rest. Like Moonraker, I think is a good example. It's one of the Bond movies with Roger Moore, uh, I think is in the seventies, but this guy Drax, I think was his name. He was the bad guy. He, um, takes these people into space and he's going to basically blow up the earth Yeah, and he's going to repopulate with them. And shy made a great point that that's not enough people to repopulate the earth. No. Cause at some point you just start turning into incest, right? Yeah. But maybe they don't care or maybe they don't really care about repopulating the earth. Maybe they just want it for themselves mm-hmm. and to do what they want for their life. And like, that's kind of fucked up. But yeah. if they're already killing a bunch of people, like, yeah, like why do they care? about repopulating the earth i thought this was like one of but it's one clever. of the better like perfect stitch to 21st century where everyone has a sim card it doesn't yeah. feel forced it seems like some tech bro mm-hmm. that you see a lot of movies kind of lean towards now as like the evil billionaires with you know it's not far off it's not like, far it off. seems like, like it could happen those like you feel when you're watching this you're you're feeling like this dude's doing really good pr but he's also like Jeff Bezos he's, or yeah. uh, Elon Musk, that type of vibe. He's like, a he's a billionaire. Evil Tim t- Cook tech. or something. Well, right? he, and he's like, he's a megalomaniac. I think that's what Harry Hart calls him. And it's just like someone with that much money and power and good PR yeah. as, a, as a tech bro. And they come out with this new shiny toy that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. And, Free... Like, Wi-Fi, free calls, free internet, yeah, wherever you go, forever. All you gotta do is put a little chip in you. Yeah, like, and, but and what's also weird is they said it's a hundred percent effective, even if even when people don't have chips in them. Yeah, they were surprised at the church scene. Yeah, they're like, it's it's working better than they thought. And I was like, a hundred percent effective because not everyone in the church had mm-hmm. the, had the chip. So I don't know how that works, but I mean, that's pretty scary. Yeah, um, but so so just, then the plan after that is everybody dies and then they have so i don't want to say that i'm a sociopath but his idea of it was very like i could see how he persuaded a lot of people a lot of those rich people because the way he was saying it is like you know we're a virus the earth is the host and what does a like what does the host do when it has a virus that heats up Mm -hmm. and like he has his values based on climate um, issues mm-hmm. and then it heats up to get rid of the virus and either the host kills itself or the virus dies and then if the host kills itself then the virus ends up dying anyways so I was like oh fuck I mean like that was just very well worded in the movie I yeah I think they did a good job of making his plans just seem very clear yeah and like believable through his lens like yeah. I really understood where he was coming from a lot of times with these villains you're you just think how crazy they are and yeah. it's like oh this guy's just crazy it's with with Valentine, it's more like I kind of see what he's saying. Yeah, I'm not saying it's That's right. That's what I'm but saying. I'm, just, I'm not yeah. saying it's right. And trust me, I don't think movie theaters wants to do 
genocide at all. I but don't think it was just prefer it. No, but it's just, it's one of those more, I don't know. You just, you kind of, you understand where he's coming from with that. His yeah, population I, is obviously an issue. Yeah. He's, he's solving. He's not like I have a satellite up in space and we're going to cut the world in half. I think it's also because he's not necessarily doing this for, at, at least when he expresses it, he's not doing it for himself. Like he's doing it for the betterment of what he thinks for the world, the earth and, and the Yeah, but he humanity. also has control over all the leaders because he can kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he definitely plays his cards. Yeah. But in his mind, it's it's that. It's not for his own. It's not like Blofeld just being like, we want $2 million you know, where they just like, yeah, it's like, he just wants just like money make fun of it for on Austin powers, like $2 billion, two million dollars. Like you, sir, you've been frozen. <laughs> There's inflation. $2 billion. Scott, Scott, give daddy a hug. Talk, talk, talk. I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> I could do, uh, I could do awesome powers on this. I love uh, those movies. Okay, so those are spoofs. Those are a hundred percent spoofs. I I think since we're kind of talking about that again, is this movie fits? This movie separates itself from other spy movies by not being too serious, but having like fun with the genre. Yeah. So it, it's not to me just another spy movie. It it finds its place in in the world of an of espionage genre. I want to go back to the how the move the film was shot, mm-hmm. and how that also helps kind of know with the uniqueness of it. And like you were saying, it's primarily the fight scenes. Yeah, they do they do such a weird combination of speeding up the footage, and also the camera movements, and also blending it with super slow motion, right? And it blends that all blends together in one fight scene. Yes. So you're following along half the time. You don't see what's going on because it's so fast, but the other half of the time it's doing something in slow motion where you can see teeth flying. After yeah. Punch. Punching. And that's, I mean that bar fight, the beginning one with is, Harry Hart. Yeah, yeah. That is like the staple of that. And I guess, I mean, a lot of what he's doing too is just deflecting all their attacks into like hitting the opposing people, which is really cool. You know what I mean? He's not really yeah. doing a lot of work other than deflecting. Mm-hmm. But I guess I read that like Colin Firth trained for like six months. He got kind of he got kind of jacked yeah apparently which is i was a little surprised to hear that it's like yeah good for you but because you want to make it seem so authentic and it did like i was kind of watching it and i was trying to see like was there a stunt double in that because they're shooting it and it just looks very like Mm -hmm. quirky the way they are but it's i don't know i like it i like i said it, it I like that whole following the weapon, kind of like mounting the camera to the weapon. Yeah, they do that quite a bit. Because later they do it with Eggsy when he's like when he's rolling around and the, running through the thing. Yeah, the, the enemy base, and yeah, it's cool. There's one shot where he's like, he's like, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but he's laying on his back after flipping over a guy, and he arches his back, and and then he points the gun at a guy, and 
it's basically an upside down shot down the barrel. Yeah. And like, that's cool. Yeah. But I think throughout this whole movie, since they do that throughout the, throughout the whole movie, nothing feels out of place. Nothing feels weird from that beginning bar fight scene to like any of the subsequent fight scenes to the very end when the heads start exploding. Mm -hmm. It, it, even that, even though it was kind of wacky, it didn't feel to me out of place. It felt very much the vibe of the movie. Yeah. And it's just nice to have that cohesive style. And I think that wacky fighting film style matches that in, even though it like artistically, it doesn't look exactly the same as the heads blowing up, but it's kind of that same weird idea. Yeah. It, it's it just unique. And it's just, it's not as serious. Like we've said before mm -hmm. about like bond or, or born, you know what I mean? It's not as serious. It's a little more just comic booky, just yeah. like, and like fun to watch. And you know, you, you kind of feel the stakes, but you don't, mm -hmm. you're not necessarily to me. I'm not necessarily thinking about the stakes. I'm more of just like centered into the fight of what's happening right there. Right. And I, I think if you're making an action movie, there's going to be a big part of it is the fight scenes, the action scenes. So might yeah. as well, make those interesting to watch and especially when it's like main character versus henchmen yeah you when know you know I mean? the main character is going to come out on top so yeah. make it make it worth us watching mm -hmm. like james bond i think they do more of cool settings yeah and some cool choreography born i think is all just Grit. as fast as you can choreography and intense and then this movie i think is it's more of using filming techniques to enhance the fight scenes to make it fun to watch. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely but they're all like long takes because I feel like I read that. Right. It took them like seven that. days to do, to the film church the scene. church scene because it was all choreographed and it was long mm -hmm. takes, which, and that keep, I think that helps keep you in the fight scene. That scene same, is so insane. Yeah. And same thing with the, we talked about this with the atomic blonde, the stairwell scene. Yeah. Even just, though that was, it, it appears as one shot. It helps keep you in the fight. You, you see the whole thing, right? So yeah. you've at a certain point you get invested in it and you feel like, holy shit. Like I've been seeing her fight this, these guys all the way down these stairs and like starting in the apartment all the way down. Yeah. And yeah. I think the same thing with this church scene where once the fighting starts, you pretty much follow him the whole time yeah. until it ends. And it's just this And there's just madness going on behind Dude, it's him. it's a massacre. It really is. And that's where the the comedy of this gets brought in because if this movie didn't have the comedy that it had in it, I think that this movie would get a lot of scrutiny for how violent that scene is. At the time watching it, that was probably the most violent thing anyone has ever seen. I showed this to like, one of I my can't. good friends because yeah. I saw this myself. And then I was like, oh, you need to watch this movie because I liked it. And he, like, the, I think, feel like the only thing that he took out of it at the time was like, anytime I hear Freebird now, I just think of oh that. Oh my God. Like that scene. Yeah. It's violent. It's, it's like I, I feel so desensitized to it now I that know. watching it over again, 
I like watch I'm, it. And I'm I enjoying it. Like yeah. I giggle at how goofy it is. And right. It, it, it's just, it's it, so violent that you can't, you almost can't help but laugh at, oh my God, what am I watching? And I hadn't seen it for a while. And I think when he threw that guy into the, <laughs> into that's the, the one scene and his head, his his head they use like a dummy like, in his he like neck scrunches. yeah he like he's like slinky folds. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he throws a fucking grenade in that guy's pocket and then yeah. and he's still it, fighting and he's still fighting and then later it blows up it's he's like, like he's just so into the fight doesn't even he's not it, even aware it of the shows you and, how i feel like with the violence that's going on there too is it is a testament to how serious and how intense valentine's product is yeah because it, it literally makes it's him, the first time we see it yeah so we realize oh yeah this is how bad it's going to be in the whole world and but, imagine just like mercenaries going off on people. right well i mean we see harry hart do it and he's a top agent for one of the most secret services in the world right yeah. and so we, we really see how much damage he can do he kills 50 people yeah about yeah i think it was like 58 was the count total just insane and 61 total in the movie I saw. So three other people, but 58 in the church. And uh, it's also tough because you like go into that church. They mentioned it earlier how I think they're f- they're keeping an eye on that church or right, something. Right, the FBI is because yeah. they're, uh, I forgot the term they, they used, but they were basically like fanatics and like just... They're just bigots. Yeah. So like, you go into it and you're just like, oh my god, what is this preacher saying? And then he's like, why the fuck am I here? Harry's just like, I gotta get out of here. Mm -hmm. And what he says to that woman is so funny. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think we can even put it in. I can't. But it's just, it's yeah, it's great. And I don't know. I mean, it makes it too is the it makes it okay watching that happen. That's like one of those good good um my brother's really big on like crafty bomb switches or like Mm. gadgets that like he has this whole thing he has this whole briefcase and it's got all these buttons on it and this monitor and they like turn this knob wait your brother has this no 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 my brother really enjoys movies that have like likes that yeah, 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 like detonators yeah. that are like put together and like clinky or just like gadgets that like blow Explode. things up that are <laughs> okay. like just like you looked like they put together with little trinkets. Okay. So I feel like that their like little briefcase that they have there is just like this. They obviously mm. don't really talk about it. It's just this stupid briefcase and it has all these dumb little buttons and a monitor on it. And then the only thing they do is just like turn this knob and then it's makes these people just beat the shit out of them yeah which is just funny like in the dark night right the, when they have they have those switches yeah dude throws it out the window yeah. and it hits the window and it's like ooh. <laughs> there goes the whole i'm gonna do what you should have done 10 minutes ago yeah give it to me it's a go. but those type of things i feel yeah. like no it's cool their laptop is kind of one of those like valentine's just kind of janky and together yeah. and I don't know. It's just funny. Like, there's no. You see it for you like a scene. I almost think they have like higher tech shit. Well, he does have those the biometrics earlier, where he's like this. Yeah, but hurts. why isn't everything like that? And then because that one hurt, and he was like, "Fuck that! I just need a a code for that other mm, one." Right. Yeah, the church scene was four and a half minutes long. 
of just mayhem, which is crazy because they edited down the right. seven to eight minute version of Freebird, but it's still picking up three quarters of the song. Well, they they filmed that much and they had to cut it down. Yeah, they f- they filmed like a seven minute version of that scene, and they had to cut it because it's just too. It's just too much. There's just people running by, and then like, I, there's one scene that I think of too is there. This woman's running by, and then Harry just like stabs her in the stomach. Like, yeah, that's bad. It's insane. He's just shooting people in the head, lighting people on fire. Yeah, woman falls to the ground, shoots her in the face. It's it's, it's ridiculously violent. Yeah, but also like, what, like you you won't see this movie without thinking about that. No. And I don't and you think about it afterwards too. I don't, I don't like maybe cause I've seen it too much that I almost kind of forgot about it watching it again. I was like, Oh yeah, the church scene. I know I wasn't really, when I was taking my notes on this, I wasn't really thinking about it as much. Yeah. And then it happened and I was like, Oh fuck. But then I think, you know, you do something like that. Yeah. And then you come out with another movie. You, you have to what? have another scene like that. Yeah. You have to have another church scene. And you don't really, I don't think they really did. No. I mean, they did. They definitely did violent stuff in the movie, but I mean, I feel like it's kind of one of those things where you gotta you gotta top that. Yeah, and you can't. I want to see Eggsy do that, but it's such a circumstantial thing. Of you have all of the fifty-eight people you're killing have to be. You have to be okay with killing those people. Yeah, because I don't think that Galhad was super into just killing innocent people well he wasn't he was and triggered like, by the and he looks super defeated at the end because he was like what did you do to me mm-hmm. i couldn't control myself at all yeah and i think that's the only way they could have gotten away with it gotten yeah. away with a massacre yeah yeah even had... even if they were piece of shit people that you know like if, if that had to happen to anyone but even then you know it's still hard to it's still it's justify yeah, it's hard to justify but it's a movie it's a movie all right, so speaking of like trinkets and gadgets, trinkets. There's a there's only trinkets. Look at all those wonderful toys. <laughs> What's your favorite gadget in the movie? We got the glasses that can do some Tony Stark shit, kind of. Yep, you basically have we the Friday glasses. Sh- we got the shoes with the poison tip, Oxford's, mm-hmm. not Brogues. We got the grenade that's a lighter, a yep. lighter that's a grenade. We have the. We have the ring, the signet ring that mm-hmm. delivers like 50,000 volts. Is that, would that kill you, by the way? Let's check. 50,000 volts. Sometimes I feel like they just like bullshit some numbers in this, and then you're like, oh, fuck, that would like kill an elephant. Mostly yes, but often no. What the, what the does fuck that does that mean, mean, Google? If the source is able to provide a significant current, current flows through your heart, you're dead. If it misses your heart and goes through, it may take a little longer. I think at the very least, you're just you're down for the count. And then there's there's a Lord pen that I forget what it does. I can't change. And then sorry, yeah, the Harry pen Hart has had like an amnesia so the, dart. Watch what did the pen do? The pen has um, poison in it, and that's a big part of the movie too, because the pen has poison, and then you can trigger the poison whenever you want. So it's like self triggering poison so someone could drink it like i could put it in your drink now and you wouldn't know and then like Mm. i could go home and like flip the pen up and hit it and it would send a signal and kill you and that's what arthur does 
when Eggsy comes in and was like, oh, right, to the Harry, drink, right. And then he switches around with a sleight of hand. Right, and then he does the pen. Good on you. And then there's the umbrella. Honestly, I'd say the umbrella is probably the best. It's pretty there. cool. It's like a shield. And I like that they didn't make it so OP. Like someone brought in a fucking 50 cal sniper and yeah. shot through it. And he was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's he was using that thing as a shotgun. Yeah. Point blank, pretty yeah. much. Barrett yeah. The watch would also be pretty sweet. Yeah. I like the glasses. Yeah. I, I mean, just, that's, that's. They look cool, but also because they don't look cool. I would say I would like the glasses, but I'd need the whole suit like for what, that. Right. No, it's a whole fit thing. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because also, what are you going to do with the glasses mm-hmm. unless they're x ray? I'm going, I'm going watch, and then the watch could do multiple things because it was mm-hmm. like. I think he went through. Yeah, I didn't see the options before but he it is shot the cool. amnesia. Um, but yeah, by far, I think that the gadgets in this movie are the, some of the best spy movie gadgets because bond doesn't even get anything that cool i feel like not really in the new movies they try to like tone that down a little but i think that's part of the i think that's part of the appeal of a spy movie is the gadgets the gadgets like if you're gonna be an action hero might as well his trinkets but it's also like such what is this trinketville is that a gadget in your pocket or you just trinket to see me it fits but everything fits the gentleman vibe, right? It's all part of their attire, yep. so it blends in with their. There's some stuff in there too that I bet they like didn't shit. explain. You know how uh, their like, gun has the different shotgun? Has a shotgun? Has shell a shotgun? There's like there's different shells, and I want to know what those are. Probably like incendiary. Yeah. Inci- Buckshot. Is that how you say it? Incendiary. Incendiary. Uh huh. Buckshot. Yeah. Their guns are pretty cool. They're they're pistols. Yeah, it's a good look. It is. They kind of have. They kind of look like the glasses in a way. They kind of like the weird funky Same aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. What did you feel about the training? Did you like all the training sequences? Like this movie kind of primarily focuses on. It's almost an origin story. Yeah. It, it, it but it is. doesn't. Fe- you know how when you watch some of the superhero movies like like Batman Begins, I think, okay, I like Batman Begins, but it's an origin story. Do I really want to watch an origin story? I don't really feel that with this movie. I feel like the journey is also it's blended well with Valentine coming up and you still see Harry Hart go and do stuff. Mm-hmm. So you still kind of get the main story in addition to Eggsy's origin. Yeah, you don't have I to wait it's... until the end to have it all like yeah be done. Right. Because there's a, the story, it almost feels like it has two A storylines going yeah. on at the same time it doesn't feel like a and b because you obviously want to watch Eggsy go through because he's supposed to be the main character but then you got colin firth as a gentleman spy and, and it's like kind of killing cool. it too. yeah yeah he's the he's the veteran right mm-hmm. and it's cool to see that especially when you're introduced to this new organization you want to see how they operate colin firth just, handsome man he's just rolling up to a mcdonald's dinner with a smoking jacket on oh so good took the big mac got a got a applaud valentine on taking the two cheeseburgers that's my meal i'm a two cheeseburger six piece nugget yeah. kind of guy that's a that's a number two at mcdonald's yeah works for dicks as well dicks bag of dicks so they do the water scene to start them out right right we were talking about that apparently this is the first scene that they filmed wasn't this the hardest scene to film yeah because the, the water came up faster than they and like drowned thought. everyone and, and the crew, the like the actors' faces were all supposed to allegedly be 
like real terror because they didn't know it was going to come up that fast and it did and they were like oh fuck like, oh what so we what do? we see is kind of real yeah at least in the beginning that first like oh my god dude it does it comes up really fast and, and they it's do like it, silent it's silent and then they do that and it's like a droning like song that comes up whoever did the score for it did a really good job it like almost feels like a, a horror yeah like horn like like mm-hmm. fog horns it's cool it matches very well yeah i um i really like all of the training scenes i think they all do a really good job of even though they're just training, like it's, it's very intense. It is. So like that scene when they start out with that and then Eggsy doesn't know a yeah. lot of the stuff everyone else knows. So they're all going for the, the faucet in the toilet thing. He just thinks outside of the box. And I think mm-hmm. that Colin Firth brings that up or sorry, Harry brings it up when he's talking to Arthur. He's like, with a, like, you know, with all due respect, um, we need someone who's not an aristocrat. We, you know, people like basically alludes to, he's going to go get Eggsy because he thinks that someone like from quote unquote, the streets will have a little more grit. Yeah. And I think that's a big part. That's a, a big theme of this movie is that class uh, difference. Yeah. And when, when Galahad, Harry Hart talks with Arthur, Arthur's basically telling him that he failed with Eggsy's father. And so why are you doing it again? But Eggsy's father was like Eggsy, not, not an aristocrat. Yeah. So, and what Harry Hart saw from that was he was the best of the Kingsmen. So why wouldn't we do it again? Yeah. We, we, Cause he, he sacrificed his yeah. life, which we, is a selfish, selfish act, mm-hmm. which is like what they would want to base their values on. Yeah. And Arthur sees that as, weakness as that guy failed but harry sees it as i failed because i didn't see the the grenade right yeah. so he, harry knows that it's it was bef- it was him yeah that failed the blame the goes guy. to yeah. me before so that's why he has so much faith in eggsy he knows know. deep down yeah so that's and like that's pretty cool and before we get back to like the rest of the fight scenes there's a reoccurring theme in this um they bring up the movie trading places quite a bit i yeah. don't know if you've seen that um but it, it's a it's a fun one with eddie murphy and dan Aykroyd, and it that also deals with like class struggle and they trade places if you couldn't tell by the title but yep uh so they talk about that they bring that up and then valentine is eddie murphy's character name in trading places Oh really? And that's Samuel Jackson's name in this, so I feel like that's, I feel like that's not just a coincidence. Yeah. And then they do a reoccurring line that is said in the in the Trading Places movie. What's the line? Uh, it's looking good, and the response is feeling, feeling good. good. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. So in Trading Places, they said that the Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy said that to each other, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Eggsy says that in the movie too with uh, Merlin. Looking good, Eggsy. Feeling good, Merlin. So I guess pretty cool, but Feeling that's definitely a, that's definitely a theme in the movie that is it's prevalent. But there's just so much else going on that you don't really you don't really think about it too much. I mean, it goes to show they 
one thing that I feel like if you go through this movie and you see at the end when Eggsy's running through and he's fighting, they don't show him training with guns. They don't show him training hand-to-hand combat. They mention that he's like went through Marine training and then he went through gymnastics. But what kind of gets left on the table is how long he's actually been training there. And mm-hmm. they don't really show you a lot of stuff other than that like situational in the field thing, like the room the skydiving and then them in the club and they're like running around with JB in his vest and shit like that. But there's kind of this thing where you kind of got to look at how long his hair grows and then how long Harry is also in a coma for because mm-hmm. Harry gets put into a coma after uh, Mark Hamill's character gets blown up and then his hair grows long. I, like, I don't know. They don't necessarily say how long the training is, but Eggsy's hair grows longer. Mm-hmm. Harry is laying in bed and his hair grows pretty long. So, like, I would say like a, he's in a coma for, like, like, a month. No, dude. I would say, like, probably six months. Really? I'd like, say, I guess I'd they say did. half a year to a year of training. I guess I was thinking more of the beard, but I guess they trimmed that up. Because then he goes back and his sister's all grown up, too, or, like, a little more grown. Like, she looks like a year older because she was in a crib and now she's in like I mean, yeah, they got to be training for a while. But that's the thing. I'm saying what my point is mm-hmm. is that when you go through it at the end, they're like, oh, they kind of did this, and how does he know all these moves? And it's like it, oh, there's it kind of so just gets brushed see. under the rug how long he was actually training for. Well, he was also in the Marines. Like, he has – they all have backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I I think he just has a different background than the rest. So in addition to all the training we don't see, they come from different places. Like, he came from the Marines and having, like, a gymnastics background. And then the rest of the, the trainees are all aristocrats, aristocrats who ob- clearly know of the Kingsmen – because when at the beginning of training, Merlin's telling them the stakes and how the body, the whole body bag speech. That's yeah. what it was. Your next akin. Yeah, basically saying if you like sign your own body bag because you may be leaving here with it, or if you tell people, you, your kin will be in it. And everybody is like, okay. And Eggsy's looking around like, what the fuck? Oh, fuck. So yeah. all these people ha- know of the Kingsmen, right? And probably or, from their family or that, or they're all selected by current Kingsmen, mm-hmm. I believe. So they're aware of it and they know what the stakes are. So I would assume that if they are at this point, they've been growing up trying to train for this too, right? So it's not like they just started training then. Like, I would say, yeah, they're probably like groomed some sort of like nepotism. And that's that's what usually aristocracy, aristocracy comes from, right? Mm-hmm. Is just nepotism yeah to some sort of degree but not just in the selection process they're like are you from oxford right yeah i feel like they all had a path to kingsman yeah and And exit was just on the street doing drugs you hear that kids do drugs being a little wanker a wanker in it in it exit mugsy uh all right so after the water scene okay and that girl doesn't actually die does she No, no no she's from the it department right she is dead there, though. You see her in the back struggling. I think yeah. it's funny that Eggsy swims through that and punches a hole in the wall. And There's like, no fucking way. No, he's there. He's dying. I know he has 12% body fat and weighs 180 pounds of muscle, but there's no way. Yeah. And those are those are actual numbers. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> he is ripped in this. Yeah, Taren. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Taryn. I need to get on Taren that. Taryn, kill him. 
Tarrant killing, killing him with that bod. Killing him with that Egerton. Ah, Eggsy. He can Is it eggs Ed- Edgerton can... or Egerton? I don't know. Eggsy. Eggy. Eggy. Okay, Mugsy. Isn't it? Oi. You can egg my Get a little any day. fucked up for you now, oi. What, bruv? Right. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. How much quid you got? Also... The first time we're really introduced to Eggsy, he's driving a car backwards, like a like a pro, just a, just away from the the coppas. Yeah, and you know what he doesn't do? Run over a fox or something. He like I'm not kidding. When he backs up, way. that's why he gets. That's why they hit a truck. Is there's like a CGI'd um, animal or something there? He's a good boy. He's yeah. got a good heart. Well, that it, it's he's a foreshadowing for him not to go kill. Yeah, JB. I wouldn't kill JB. Dude, that little thing is just looking at... Yeah. <laughs> just looking at you. Those also, eyes. I wish he shot Arthur Dude, right there. fuck Arthur. So like, I like Michael Caine a lot, but yeah, I he pisses hate, me off. He, he sucks movie. in this movie. Yeah. That kind I mean, of... He, he, he's a dick. He's supposed to suck I mean, you're supposed movie, to be so more on Harry Hart's side. Yeah. I, yeah. But it would have been cool if you liked Arthur and then you, and then you had the... He's always been a prick. Yeah, fucking Cockney accent. He's not an aristocrat. No. So after the other training scenes, right. they have that halo jump. Oh, dude, that scene gets me every time. It amps me up. It makes me anxious. Yeah. Like I watched this. I watched this movie, and I watched it again after we decided to do it for the pod. Like within a week, and even still watching that scene again, I was still just like at some point, like my fists are clenched, or I'm like holding something tight. I don't know. Like they, it's yeah. There's some formula that who's they, the guy who sucks in it? Is it Charles? I feel like they all sucked in it except for Roxy and. No, who's the guy Eggsy. who gives up the Kingsman? Is his name Charlie? Oh wait, that's the next. That's the next thing. Though. I know what I was just saying. That guy, he's like, no yes. me. And then oh he yeah. Does it. And he's like, <laughs> me suck. first. Yeah. Yep. And why wouldn't you try your shoot? Why wouldn't you both try your shoot at the same time? Yeah, and like it just goes to show that there's little parts of Eggsy that Harry is right about. That's yeah, like selfishness. What? That's an oxymoron. <laughs> so there's Harry- little parts of Eggsy sprinkled throughout his training that is selfless. Selfless, yeah. I don't yeah. know why I couldn't say that word. Selfless. Yeah. Like he's he's like looking out for the the greater good. And when they're on the the plane before, Roxy's freaking out cuz she's he's not good Roxy with heights. And he, yeah, so he he just has that passion and he cares. There there's something with that halo jump that they figured out filmmaking. <laughs> they like they've cracked the code. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like it makes no you matter. anxious every time you watch it. It's, which I don't understand why. I they, think it's the a stunt doubles are apparently the Red Bull like skydiving oh, team, nice. so they got people together for that. But it's I think it's just the way it's filmed and the music it gets in more intense, and obviously they're getting closer to the to the target, the DZ, the drop zone. The grid. Also, Merlin's and, uh, a G at the end when Eggsy is like mouthing off, and he's like, "No, if nah. you got something to say, you come whisper it in my ear." He pulls his shoot. Yeah, he does got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, called him out. Well, yeah, you took him off the streets. What do you mean? Yeah, you think Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls with a chip on his shoulder? You think Tom Brady 
won seven Super Bowls without coming off the street, without playing a street ball. Without street ball? I think Tom Brady drove cars backwards. In it? Wouldn't hit a car. I mean, wouldn't hit a fox. I don't want to talk about Tom Brady anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not. You got a chip on your shoulder. The only way to become a true champion is usually champions have chips on their shoulders. What What does he have a chip from, though? Eggsy? No, Tom Brady. Yeah, it's because he was the like 199th pick. It was a fourth string oh. quarterback, and no one believed him. Every told him at the draft that he wasn't built like a quarterback, and then he was never going to play in the league. And everyone thought he was right. slow. No, that totally makes sense that you get night. picked by an NFL team and you have a chip on your shoulder. I get it. After the skydiving scene, we have the dot. No, we have like, isn't that when they do the shooting scenes and? What we breeze scenes? through a bunch of the, with like the balloons and they're like wearing ghillie suits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They just kind of stuff a like that. Scene, but it's just kind of like him. Then the next big one's the dog scene. Yep. The dog and scene then, running through with you get to pick your dogs. He thinks it's gonna be a f- a bow dog. It's like at this point, don't you realize that it's a blank? No. Like the girl isn't dead. He doesn't know that. He yet, doesn't know does that he? yet. But he knows the shoot was active. I don't know. I think just like like you've said, hindsight's twenty twenty. So yeah. Um. So then they have the. I don't know. I'd pop a cap in a dog. Who to be can a take the girl home? Oh yeah, because she's the mark. Which her last name is Herring, which red is supposed herring. to be a red herring, as like the trainees are getting set up. She's not even that. Odd. And then they're like. That creepy guy's like Rue Hypno. Dude, what 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 else is that guy in? I don't know. I know I him don't from like something. Rue Hypno. You know what's an easy way to get a girl home? Rue Hypno. Fucking oh, creep. Weird. You would know, wouldn't you? Weird. Is that actually? Is that so? Is that? Do they fake pretend to be like him? Like uh, I've always wondered, like, is that dude actually a part of Kingsman in training or are they all doing like, like mission impossible masks with that guy's face on? Cause like no, Harry I, is I, I sitting there with a knife. I think he's, um, part of okay. their organization somehow. He doesn't, he might not need to know who or what, but it's like, Hey, we'll give you this much money to drug these people and tell them this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like the organization's the organization is definitely bigger than they come across. Like when, like, did you see the size of that fucking hangar? Yeah, it like was they massive. kind of breeze over that. You kind of think it's just the shop and the mansion, but no, there's like a huge hangar with like fifty planes and cars in there. Yeah, and there's people walking around. It's like this is this is a big, it's a big organization. We yeah. just don't see a lot of it. So I think I think he's just kind of one of their. Maybe he's a trainee, or not a trainee, but a trainer, or he's just part of some department that, you know, we reminds me of dude, that dude is in stuff. Is he? Um, no, he's not. I was going to say, he's the motherfucker who wants, he reminds me of the dude that wants fucking gobstopper. What? <laughs> Charlie, Fine. let me have some of the gobstopper, you know, when Willy Wonka sets out. Oh, the, his, he says that his um is he joe chill in dark knight he's not chill is he who's joe chill he's the guy that shoots the mommy daddy wayne okay he's in mando but i don't what's his name 
His name is Richard Brake. He's in Mando as Valen Hess, but I don't remember that. Oh, he scares me. He's a scary motherfucker. He's in Barbarian. Have you seen that? I haven't seen that yet. Oh, that's gross. Ray Donovan is that show. Okay. With, Did with you find it? Vic Liv Schreiber. Oh, he's in Peaky Blinders. Maybe that's where I know him from. He just looks like a creepy. He's the Night weirdo. King in Game of Thrones. I didn't I know that. I never watched Game of Thrones. I feel like he's usually got makeup on in movies. I just like know him from something. Like, he kind of honestly looks like he does terrible things. He looks people. like he gives people rehypnol. Yeah. He is Joe Chill. Is he Joe yeah. Chill? Yeah. <laughs> he is Joe Chill. From Batman Begins. We came full circle on that movie. Okay. Um, yeah. So that that's the... That's the scene before the dog one. That's the training scene before the mm-hmm. before they and then they shoot the dog. Well, 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 well. So Exi and Roxy pass that. Mm-hmm. So that one asshole doesn't. But I like when, like when Harry Hart's like, Charlie's up next. You want to watch? And then Exi's just laying there strapped up. He's like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, he says earlier that. Eggsy won't Eggsy He won't give uh, He doesn't give anybody up And then he Never gonna give you Yeah exactly And then he puts that device on him And then goes home And the stepdad beats him He's a G he doesn't give him up And he doesn't give up any of his friends Especially in that cop scene Where we get the dad from the witch Who's like Just the coolest voice in the world That dude and the witch is so funny. He's the Green Knight. He is the Green Knight. I don't know what his name is, but he's just so English. He's also in like he's in Game of Thrones too. He's just he's just so English. I'm always psyched to see him. Like whenever he pops up in a movie, he's like, "Oh, I love that. Guy. I love that." I've guy. just that never seen sick. anybody get killed by a pile of wood so much better. Ralph Innocen. There you that's go. His name. I also really like Mark Strong. He's Merlin. Yeah. He's also another guy that is in a lot of spy movies. He's in Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Mm. He's a good role in that. He looks like he could be a good like antagonist hitman. He does, but he always plays like the good guys. Mm. The good guy. And it's cool. I don't know. I like him. Yeah, so I mean Eggsy just has traits like he's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna open his mouth. He's, and he he's no it. rat. He's about to get killed and he's not a rat. He's yeah. no snitch. That other guy was like fucking He comes from the streets. Yeah. He doesn't that other guy gave him up and then that's it. And then they have to shoot the dog and that he doesn't shoot the dog. And then he's like, get out. And he takes his dog and walks away. And then, uh, Galahad picks him up and he's like, I can't believe you shot the dog. He's like, did you shoot the dog? And he's like, yes, I did. And Mr. Pickle here reminds me every time I take a shit. Mr. Pickle here reminds me of that every time I take a shit. It's so funny how he says that. <laughs> I do that every time I take a shit. Yeah, I did shoot him, and then I took him home and cared for him for twelve years until he died of pancreatitis or something. Yeah. It's like, and he like kicks open the door, and it's just like taxidermy dog. And then he's like, "What the fuck? You did shoot him?" He's like, "Yeah," and it was a blank. That brings us our first ad of the first and only ad of the evening. Did you just shoot your dog, or did it get pancaked by a drunk dump truck driver? Whoa! We'll hear it. Mr. Pickles taxidermy. We can stuff your dog 
back into the into a loving shape. We oh, don't, Jesus. They don't pickle your dog. We just stuff them so he can watch you take a shit. Um, call us today at or look us look us up online at mr at mr pickles taxidermy dot com this has nothing to do with anything really i just thought of it yeah did you so you know when harry hart has all of those news clippings yeah did you see that one of them said brad pitt ate my sandwich yes i did there's a there's a couple of them there's some funny ones back there I think that's a pretty cool idea of like you got naughty nun touched my bum. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a couple interesting ones. I like that whole idea of like these are the news clippings of all the stuff that I missed that never happened. Selfless, and it, it helps him remind him of these things can happen during the day because he's off saving the world. That those were the clippings of major events that were missions that he did that didn't make the news. So I thought, that's I that thought was. it was that those were, yes, those were the clippings of headlines that happened that day. Mm-hmm. And but the idea- he was somewhere in the world, saving the world. Right. And that's why those are out there. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to per se like five, like England and England wins beats Germany five to one. Like, he said that he didn't do anything. He mm. was breaking up a circle that was going to assassinate the queen or something. Right. It doesn't have to do with like the headline per se, but it like just those were the right. head. Those were the front pages of the day that he did right. that mission. And I, I think an idea behind that for them is it's, it's the news that never happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that proves that they are a secret service and that they, yeah. did, they did the job. So it's a cool concept. I think it, I think they do good world building with that sort of stuff too. I am down to some of my last stuff here. Okay. I want to point one other random thing out mm-hmm. is in the second movie. Yeah. One of Igzai's friends is wearing a Mariner hat. Is he in England? Yeah. It's cool. It's just, it's just the traditional all blue, first one they don't show his friends they show him in the line getting the sim card but i don't think they show them like beating people up oh yeah but in the second one they do the drugs and they're sitting on the couch and right they're, like, they're uh, not doing too good no yeah i don't know I've, I've never seen a mariner hat in a movie just like you never see that yeah that's cool let alone something where they're set in england because in the first movie you see a bunch of yankee stuff Samuel yeah. Jackson wears Yankee hats. There's yeah. one guy in a Yankee jersey yeah. in like the enemy base. Really weird. Whatever it is. But I thought that was kind of a nice shout out. Makes no sense, but I, I dig it. The last scene where he... Uh, yeah, we, haven't even, all... we haven't even talked about the finale. Yeah. The last scene where uh, Eggsy has to go. Was he running there? He goes in he there. He goes s- in there as a spy to, to get into the internet right mm-hmm. and he he shoots the prime minister of sweden is that who she is the something like sweden? that yeah and that's to gain internet access so merlin can hack into it but then yep. it's biometric so they can't so then eggsy has to go back yep that's and the take part the hand off is when he runs back after killing people and running back um he sits down in the chair and Merlin's like, you got to go back in there. It's biometric. You have to get in there and make sure his hand never touches that desk. He 
you taking the fucking piss? You taking the fucking piss? Are you taking a fucking piss? So funny. That's good. You taking a fucking piss? I want to use that. I know. Everyday lingo. Tired. He's just out of breath. He just. Oh yeah. Ran for his life, but yeah, he has to go back. He's not ready. And he suits up. He kind of has a nice hero moment. Uh huh. He gets his umbrella. Gets the umbrella. And then he just kills it. They do some good music in the movie too, and it's not all the time, but like we mentioned, um, the Freebird, uh, the intro song is fun. Money for nothing. Yeah, like that's a good one. Yeah, Freebird, obviously, and then once Valentine turns on like the global, you know, fighting. There's I don't know what that song is called, but it's like it a, it's kind of a bop. Casey in the sunshine. Band. Nice, so funny. And like he's just. Na, 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 na. Gotta give it up, give it up, give it up, baby. It's great. It's great. It's it, and that also helps with making it a little bit less serious. Yeah, I mean they're just killing each other. Merlin just lit off. I think it's two hundred and twenty. That his kill count? 227 people. Nice. Heads explode, which Boom. they could have gone the route of making that really gory, too. I'm glad they didn't because and it just I don't think it's cooler. It wasn't needed. No. Yeah, and it looked cooler, and it kind of just went with the. Just kind of was like, yeah, this is fun and stupid. This isn't. Do, we don't do, need to do, see do, people's heads do. blowing up. <laughs> yep. But that was crazy. Eggsy has a sick fight scene with. Good, gazelle yeah like that's that's a really nuts scene there's some crazy stuff that happens i mean he's he's rolling around she's yeah he is on his toes that entire time like i don't think he gets actually a real hit in on her until the end that's really one of those fight scenes that like like i'm surprised i'm surprised he he won like i mean she was murking people all movie she's just bouncing around and, she, and yeah, like she's doing like, flips like you can't how do you defend against that you don't he's just rolling around and he just got i think he really got lucky i think so like his tie got cut but yeah. he cut her with the the shoe the neurotoxin yeah and i'm i'm sure you read this but like a lot of the bond movies end with him getting the girl or whatever yeah but a lot of times there's like a cheeky line at the end and just like the rest of this movie where it enhances everything, they just kind of enhanced that cheeky line at the end and just made it a little bit more with the bum, right? Like yeah. the violence is more, the action's more. Mm-hmm. So why, why it is like the end sexual, why isn't the end sexual joke more? Just a little more. Yeah. yeah. And I think they Heard. just full sent it. And I think that makes complete sense. And it's also funny and harmless. So if you're grossed out by that, then you're a square. No, I'm not grossed out by it. No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying the general public you. The uh, code to her room is 2624, which spells anal. I read that. I was like, cheeky, cheeky, love. Cheeky, Good for him, dude. It? Good Gets for him. Gets the princess? Gets. Way to go. With a bottle of champers. Just makes Merlin wait. So. We, we went over it really quickly, but the fight scene, that was great. And then he launches yeah, that leg. leg into him. <laughs> get, like, a, like a javelin. 
and he throws up all over the place, which I've been waiting. He saw for. his own blood. Yeah, it was so funny. And then he falls down, and they do one of those like Bond villain when something happens, like horns, where it's like, and he falls down, mm-hmm. and then he's on the ground, and he's like, he says one final. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Like, you said it earlier, but he's like, like this is this is the part where you say some sort of cheesy pun? He's like, not like you said before. This ain't that kind of movie, bruv. And he's like, perfect. perfect. I think he's like okay with it. Yeah, he's like, he's I cool lived with a spy it. movie. He lived a spy movie. He he always wanted to be that back and forth between him and Harry at dinner, where he was like. He wanted to be a spy, and then Harry was like, he, Harry's actually the spy, but Harry said that he's more into the villains. Like, I thought that that was a good back and forth. And then later they have that encounter in the... The tailor shop. In the tailor shop, and they're going back and forth. It's mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah, it is it is really, actually, like, just for how fun and goofy the movie is. It's, like, well-written, too. It's not like it's... It's not like it's all action and no substance. Like, no. there's some... There's like all around just well done, I think. JB, not for James Bond. Yeah. Not for Jason Bourne, but for Jack Bauer. From, uh, what was that, 24? Yeah. Kiefer. Kiefer Sutherland. That is niche. That is My so My parents funny. used to watch 24. 24 hours. I had to look Beep. it up. Beep. I was like, who the fuck Beep. is this guy? And I looked it up and I was like, oh my God. Because I know, I like, know of 24, but. What a, Are you having a tough time over there? No, I'm good. What a what a <laughs> what a deep cut. <laughs> fidgeting. That's what I'm asking. Do you have a deep cut? No, Kiefer Sutherland's a no, deep cut. No, your fingers. Oh no, cut. that's a different piece of <laughs> Okay. I'm losing a lot of blood over here. <laughs> Did you know that in World War One and World War Two, tailor shops were fronts for spy rings? I did after reading a little bit about this. So that's why that that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's really well-rounded. Like, it's cool that it actually comes all, from it, history. It, it makes but... sense. There's a lot of parts that make sense, and it's just goofy mm-hmm. and fun, and it's a, it's a, it is a fun, tailored, no pun intended, spy intended. movie towards the younger generation. Because when I saw this, I feel like this is really reaching more towards, like, the... If you're 15 to, like, 22 years old, mm-hmm. and even at, like, 25, I'm like, I want to be this... Well, but yeah, when this, this came is out, the younger, this is like, you can be James Bond, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you come from, when you come on a princess, <laughs> when in you come ass. from <laughs> in and around her, <laughs> like when you, I'm not saying, not saying I'm, I come from a background like Eggsy, but I definitely, I'm not an aristocrat. So by proxy, by process of elimination, I can be. A Kingsman. You absolutely can. And I can with that chip on your shoulder. I think what makes it better is looking over and shy was smirking about <laughs> smiling with disapproval as she's cross stitching. <sighs> Dude, guess what? Um, guess who is up for the role for Exy? Did you read this? I probably when you tell me I'll it'll jog my memory. Who was it? Uh our very oh, own ATJ. ATJ. And he ended up male ATJ Aaron, and he ended Taylor up being in the third one. 
Is he in the third that's, one? That's what I thought I read, but I don't remember him in that. Well, he's in Kick Ass, so I would I saw how like mm. um, Matthew Vaughn would him. want him in this. It would have been different. I, I like I like mm. Taron Egerton in it. I think I don't know. I feel like eight like male ATJ would have been an awesome addition to the Kingsman as just another agent. Yeah, like in the second one, you could yeah. probably use him. I'm looking to see Bullet more, Train. Yeah, exactly. Just same thing, but he's as in a Kingsman, a suit, but just. Or as like train. kind of a bad guy or something. What I don't if know. we? What I just if wish like, the second one he was is different. a Kingsman. We can just say he. Let's just like. What if he's an ex Kingsman? Yeah. Like a disavowed Kingsman. Yeah. That's also another trope. Um, Jack O'Connell, who was in Unbreakable, was also up for the role, and then John uh, Boyega, who nice. is in Finn. Star Wars. Yeah. I like I like pulling someone unknown for this because this was taron egerton's first role yeah and i think that's i i wish movies did that more because it gives it gives more belief to the character yeah because it's like who's this eggsy guy but if he's cool and charming and ripped like i wonder to like i him read and, that and it was, to, he was down to five percent body fat for fuck. this i believe because he was ripped he is ripped was is yeah yeah and I'll say, like, we, this is his first role we were talking about. Is he also, after this came out, I was waiting for him to be in other films. Mm-hmm. And he just wasn't in anything good. And then he was in this, like, movie about some dude who was, like, downhill skiing. Oh. I don't know what it was about. Some historical thing about downhill skiing. I forget what the actual term is for that, but you like I feel like those he deserves... big skis and then you fly yeah. kind of thing. Isn't that downhill skiing? I don't know what the fuck it is. Fly skiing. I did that on Wii, my Wii Fit board at one time. Did you, were you good at it? Yeah, and then when you jump up, it would tell you, it would yell at you for jumping, but you had to do this motion where you like lifted your heels off, mm. but I'd get too excited and then it would you stop jump. me. I was like, you know when you Wii bowl? Yeah, and you and you let go, let go of the and trigger too. Yeah, it was like that. It's like um, it's like edging. Yeah, it was yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish. But he, and no, then he's in you know Kingsman 2 with uh, our boy. He's in Kingsman 2 with our boy. We had a child. He was in it. What? We named him Jim. No. Uh, he. Oh, what? <laughs> what are you on about? Can you imagine how scary it'd be to actually fly ski, whatever it's called? <laughs> yeah, ski jump? Be terrifying. No way, dude. My knees and ankles would both. First of all, I don't think I could like hold this position. Can you imagine that and your um? <laughs> I can't think of what's the what's your front calf? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> what's that called? What are what called? Look where I'm pointing. Because you're your like, shins. Yeah. <laughs> Your shin muscles. <laughs> your front. Cap. Tell me. Tell me what the there shin is, muscles are this called. This right here. I know this right here is your tibialis anterior. All right. Okay. Let's just move it on. It hurts with the when categories. you do too much heel toe no. movements. Our boy is Elton John. <laughs> he was in the second one with Elton John, and then oh, he right. went did an Elton John biopic. I think he did good in that. I don't know. I, I I think he could have some more roles. I think, and I also read recently that he mentioned something about returning for like a third like Kingsman? an actual third kingsman but it's like at this point it's kind of like ah you were just beating a dead horse like they, buddy i feel like they tainted it in one sentence what was your first impression or movie feeders critic review 
I went with a review because mm-hmm. I've seen this movie a bunch. Have you, love? I have. Oh, I remember something I was going to say real quick. Say it. Um, we'll start this You over. mentioned... No, it's fine. We'll, we'll continue after this. But you mentioned how like this appeals to the younger generation. And we saw this when we were like teenagers. And I loved it. Yeah, I think it, they hit their target audience. And well. I think it, it ages well with us uh, because we watched at a young age and you're like oh yeah it's still cool it's still fun um yeah so i'm really curious to see what this movie is going to be like in like 20 years or something yeah i guess all movies really but it's well, cool if i ever have a, like a a kid i'll show them when they're like the age of what eggsy could be and then you know how like we watch mission impossible yeah and the the first one and we felt how dated it was yeah i don't think we're gonna feel that with this i feel since it's so stylistic it's not a style of the time it's it's of the movie itself it's of the movie but i will tell you they're getting rid of sim cards so they're gonna make electronic sim cards like it's Mm. gonna be a virtual thing and you're not uh-huh. going to have a physical one. So like they'll be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. But I guess you can argue that it's... You don't necessarily know need... what a SIM card is, but they'll be like, there's a physical one? Mm. Yeah. But how else are you going to get it in someone? Yeah. I don't know. You don't get it in somebody. They were just putting it in the phones. And then the phones were making the vibrate. But it was the people that had the... Um, the chip in their the head. The chip in their head that would right. would stop them from hearing the the violent. It was like the brown note, mm-hmm. but it was for violence. So right. the red note. The red herring. Dude, imagine going through that and you like uh, wake, wake back up. Can you imagine if we like were just recording a pod and, and we like started shitting. fighting each other? It was like woke. You're like, dude, I just shit my pants because I was <sighs> in such intense combat gotta let it loose <laughs> yeah i mean well you gotta let all your inhibitions go if you're fighting to the death like you're sh- you're shitting feel your the pants. rain on your skin all right my uh critic review let's get yeah and uh one sentence what's your first impression of the movie or movie feeders <clears throat> critic review this is a fresh modern take on the spy genre that turns up the violence action and cheekiness cheeky i like it how about you I said, this is a less strict version of James Bond that attracts a younger crowd into believing they are a spy. Love it. And net, mm. on a scale of A to Z, what would you rate this movie? Why? Yes, I did, and Mr. Pickle reminds me of that every time I take a shit. It's a great line. I know. That's a good one. What about you? A to Z. G. Four. Gentlemen. This movie felt very... This movie makes me want to be a gentleman. I watched this movie and I thought that after it, Matt Vaughn also directed the gentleman because it felt very Mm. gentleman like, but yeah, I get that. It's like Guy Ritchie. Is it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Was it Guy Ritchie? He's got a new one out that I want to check out. Jake Gyllenhaal. You sent it to me. It was a Guy Ritchie war movie. Oh, that one too. I feel like he kind of, he kind of pumps out movies because there's a different one. Oh, there's He's one going for it right now. I don't know how he does it. Uh, movie Genie grants yeah. you one item from this movie. What is it? I'm going to be liberal with the one item. And I'm yeah. going to say the bespoke suit with glasses. Mm-hmm. Just to have. 
I was with you. I said a Kingsman suit or collection of suits because they're bulletproof. And like, I think one of the cool things was Mm -hmm. that Harry liked Eggsy so much that he got him fitted for a suit and got him a suit. And even if he didn't make it, he would have left with a suit that would be bulletproof Mm -hmm. and stylish for him. And like later Roxy is like, I never got a suit yet. And Merlin was like, here's your suit. You're lucky that Harry had it made for you. So it was kind of cool to show that like Harry really did believe in him. It's a nice sentiment. I think it also just, just kind of fuels the, he's like a father figure for him. Yeah. And it, I think it just further takes away the second movie further takes away from. (laughs) Yeah, it really does. Harry dying. Yeah. There's a lot of sentiment behind the suit. And I was like, you got to fill in and I had to look it up. Cause it's like, he does, he then take, over he takes over the name galahad afterwards. yeah so he's galahad now and roxy's lancelot yeah For... like why didn't they fucking kill merlin in the beginning and let roxy and Eggsy go on and be like the two young people have to rebuild kingsman instead of yeah just i like don't know fucking merlin and uh, i don't know they really do. It's really funny how they bring Roxy in. She's like the only girl, but then they give her like the shittiest jobs. They were they, they just kind of. I see where they're going with it, but they kind of like oh. really just put her to the side instead of giving her like an actual spy action, like job. I feel like they could. I don't know. I feel like if the second movie was made today, she would with, be in it. And I, yeah, doing it would have been. But I think even in the cool first one, I'm saying she just like, all right, we're gonna strap you to this. Ronald oh, yeah. Reagan Star Wars thing and you have to shoot right. a missile That's uh, true. with two balloons. And she's the one that actually got through the training. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of gets hosed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, she totally does. And then she just dies in, in the first five minutes of the second movie. Yeah. Just for no reason. R.I.P. Roxy. I'll give you a movie. She was the best award. of us. She was the best of us. Two fictional awards this movie would win. You ready? Yeah. Best massacre scene. Okay. <laughs> nice. I like that. Also, Eggsy's face while he's watching it, I always, I always forget that Eggsy was watching it through his glasses. And he's like, oh. It'd be cool to see the whole scene through the glasses. Through the glasses, yeah. And my second award is the Unique Film Style Award. Picking the a style. Now, like picking a style and sticking with it throughout nothing felt out of place but we saw so many crazy things and how they were filmed was unconventional i don't know like i just yeah no i'm just I, thinking like i like it, it the feels, head's blowing up at the end of the movie didn't feel it didn't feel out of the whole tone the tone was the same across the board yeah which i feel like you can get lost making a movie like this on where are we going mm-hmm. especially going not full comedy but not full drama you know, you're kind of, but yeah. the tone was. They walked a fine line, and they did it well. I got most fun diabolical plan from an espionage villain. <laughs> most fun. Yeah. I didn't want to just say fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't understand the terms of fun. Is it not funnest? Like, it's just a fun idea that he has. Yeah. This, these SIM cards that make people beat each other. <laughs> make each Creative. other. Creative. Just beat people off 
and <laughs> <laughs> then their heads blow up into like these fun little color mushroom clouds. It's great. <laughs> it's the most fun. All right, what's the next one? <laughs> Best dressed group of spies award. I want to be them. <laughs> I'm saying, dude, though, Bond doesn't dress better than this. Uh, yeah. Who shows up? And I saw Bond. Bond looks smoking great. jacket like one time. Bond looks great, but he looks. Is that what that's called, by the way? What? A smoking jacket? You, yeah. Why is it called that? Do you know? The velour? Yeah. I think because it. It's just like a different color. Usually. Yeah, I don't know why it's actually called that. Because in the second one, he has an orange one, right? Yeah. It's a smoking jacket, and then Harry has a blue one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's called that, but usually it's like a velour. Eggsy's drink of choice is a gin martini? Gin martini. Stirred while Stirred. glancing at an unopened bottle of vermouth. Yeah. Let's play a game, just me and you. You want a drink? Drink to your leg. I'll drink to your leg. Okay, so we drink our legs. <laughs> such a square everybody who's anybody drinks i drink your milkshake why is the rum gone what would be so hair the dog that bit me bourbon on the rocks that'll do it yeah all right so the official movie feeders drinking game is take a sip when gentleman is said. Take a sip when gazelle kills someone. Take a sip when a gadget is used. And take a sip when JB, the doggo, is shown. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. And rule five, finish your drink once Freebird starts at the church scene. <sighs> That's an intense. That's intense. You're going to need to finish your drink for that. Closing thoughts? Closing remarks and thoughts. Um, I don't like how they made a second one and retcon Harry's death. It takes away from the feelings that this movie creates for you. Yeah. With that being said, I like not to think of those other movies. We'll stick with just Kingsman. It was a hell of a ride. Hell of a ride. Hell of a ride. And last but not least, I have a question for you. Send it. Who do you think wins in a fight? Ooh. Jason Bourne, James Bond, Ethan Hunt, our very own Lorraine Broughton. Goddamn. Or Eggsy. All right. I think Ethan Hunt's out. I think he has a lot of luck, but like hand-to-hand combat-wise, I don't think he's got it. Um, James, Jason Bourne is just, I, I don't, I feel like it's hard to beat Jason Bourne. I really feel like Jason Bourne's probably walking out of that. I feel now. like he's kind of OP a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel like Eggsy's, he's, he's really good hand to hand. I mean, but if you think, would Gazelle beat Jason Bourne and James Bond and Lorraine Broughton? It's like. Probably Dude, you're a little OP when you have blades on your legs. Right, but if Eggsy beats her, then does that mean he would beat everyone else? Yeah, that's true. But it's just such a different tone of the movie. Like mm-hmm. if that's who you're fighting against, 
or like Lorraine's fighting against like those guys in the stairwell scene who are henchmen. Yeah. You know, so that doesn't give me a lot of confidence that she'll beat Gazelle. No. If she's almost not able to beat those guys. I mean, she does. Yeah. But she takes a fucking beating. Are we but ever going to find more, someone who can walk out Jason. of a room with Jason Bourne? What if he did something like, if you have Mando versus Jason Bourne? But he's, Mando's, I guess. I don't know. Is Mando it, really a spy, though? Oh, well, I, 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 okay, you're right. If we're talking spies. But I don't know. But, like, let's go back to the Gazelle thing. If Eggsy beats her, does Gazelle beat Jason Bourne? All right. How about this? Henchman, Odd Job, Jaws, and Gazelle. Who's winning that? I think it's got to be Gazelle. She's just too damn fast. Yeah, she is. She's fast. OP. She's too good at her at her weapon. Odd Job's too I slow. He's gonna get nailed. Hate how she cuts people's fingers off. Hands. Yeah. She cuts that dude's hand off. First of all, that dude looks like a penis. Do you know what I'm talking about? What? <laughs> There's a henchman that works for the princess who's just bald, and his head, his hand gets cut off. Most of the henchmen in this movie are bald, and he looks like a penis. And then she kicks her leg up, and it goes through the back of his head. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of cutting like fingers off at the beginning. The original, the first Lancelot, mm. the one that dies at the beginning that gets cut in half, he shoots a guy's fingers off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's kind of gnarly aggressive. too. I love the scene there oh. too when they go through with the um, the whis is the bourbon, the oh, scotch yeah. or bourbon, and yeah, they the don't sixty two. It, it like or whatever. transfers dead man's hands. Yeah, it's like, like don't three times. Don't touch it. Yeah. And a nice little fun cameo from Mark Hamill. Yeah. As the professor. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I always forget about that. His name, his name is Dr. Arnold, which Dr. I thought Arnold. was a little little call to Mr. Arnold from Jurassic Park. Mr. Bill. No. Mr. Arnold. Yeah, I don't know. The, those fight questions are tough. I was kind of thinking of a question of where does this kind of rank on your spy movies is this up there or is this more of like a middle ground but you still like it i'd say it's probably top 10 yeah i'd say so it's not yeah so i'm at cool it's a good one yeah it's a good one. it's always fun to watch yeah it's a good time it's a fun feels like a playground spy movie yeah that's where i'm gonna leave that at and i haven't i didn't seen it in a couple years and i think that's a I mean, probably for most movies, that's good, but it's nice to revisit it and kind of forget some of the things. And you're like, yeah. Alrighty. That's it. That's all she wrote. Mr. Pickle. <laughs>